0: and welcome to Honest to Pod, the podcast where each
1: week we pick something different to ramble on about. Current events, personal growth, royals, and not using deodorant. <laughs> I'm Ashley McAllister. And I'm Matthew Ellie. And this is episode... This is this episode... Is what? Wow. I can't even say it. We'll say it. <laughs> it's one... Zero... Zero, <laughs> episode 100. <laughs> Woo! 100 I'm going to put on fireworks here. i do- mm, 100 episodes, yeah. that's insane. We done made it, yeah. I know. <laughs> so how do you feel about doing 100 episodes, Ashley?
0: I look back, I was going to say it doesn't feel like 100 episodes, but I look back and it's definitely been 100 episodes. It's been two and a half years now, isn't it? Is it two and a half Something years? Like that, yeah. yeah, we've come up to three years. Maybe, it was like, like June. June. Yeah, mm.
1: it's mad. It's mad that we talked about. It. So, and do you know what's kind of interesting? Actually, is I feel like a lot of things. And I guess it's not on purpose. Just the way that like things happen in the world, apart from the corona. But things have been relatively cyclical. Like there's not like loads of new things. Because obviously, like you know, I've seen some of the early episodes now. Because you know, we've got listeners that are listening, and I'm like, shit. Like we only just talked about that maybe just like the other week, and then it's still like sort of relevant and it comes up. So it's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, Whatever we talk about is just you know yeah same old same old
0: it's usually somebody with religious views who hits the gays or somebody you did it by yourself (laughs) (laughs) um or somebody who is you know prone to white sheets who hits the blacks the world is messed up still it's messed up you know if anything if if doing the podcast for 100 episodes has taught me anything it's that the world was messed up 100 episodes ago and it's going to be messed up in 100 episodes time
1: see this is what makes me really anxious especially because like we're going to talk about um what we're going to talk about in a minute but mm. i think because we're taking the time to like look into information and things that are happening which i never really did before i'm probably more nervous now because i'm more aware of what's going on i feel like i didn't have any awareness really what was happening in the world mm. and it, it it actually it scares me at some points i'm like oh maybe the world could be a decent place or a better place and then other times i'm like Fuck, it is disgusting it is disgusting. So much work
0: to be done and I would say probably half the world doesn't want to change. It's or well, that's leads into nicely what we're going to talk about in a bit. Cause I'm shook. I am shook. I think we should just go straight into it. There's nothing up, up. else to talk about. My week and I don't not, take
1: any more minutes away. My week doesn't even compare.
0: Mm-mm. This is the highlight of my week. This is probably we're talking about this. Like we're saying it's probably going to be the most watched TV thing in the week. And I'm like, me, I'm thinking the year if not 10 years this is
1: massive well it, apparently on sunday so we're talking about we haven't actually said it to be fair but we're I'm talking sure they... about um yeah <laughs> and it'll be in the title as well i'm sure <laughs> um oprah winfrey's conversation with megan and harry and we have our feelings which we didn't speak about it before so i'm quite interested to mm. see what we have to say um but on Sunday in America, there were 17 million views on that day. Mm. And then I don't know how many of would have been yesterday, but... I looked this morning, but it hadn't
0: been released yeah.
1: yet. My mum didn't watch. She's a Megan hater. My mum's the same. Yeah. My mom's exactly the same. She hates Megan mm. so much. So what's your thoughts on Ashley about... I don't even know, the interview. I mean,
0: I don't, the, what we were just saying as well, listeners, what we were just saying this before. It's like the more we're sitting here, we're sitting here Monday, Tuesday morning. There's just... Every single time I look online, there's something new or something different. I was reading something about blood diamonds today, and I was just like, I don't even know where to go. I can't even, I don't even have the time to put that into where my thought process is going. Um, I'm just going to be straight up and say this time yesterday, I was in a very different mood about this whole thing. I was watching Piers Morgan, and I had obviously believed the spin or the narrative that the media has, has put out um without ever overthinking it just thinking well you know it is what it is like I, I can see it because it played into what i already thought was going to happen like i already thought way back when before they were married she's going to come in she's going to she's to me and this hasn't changed i don't i don't i still think she is a social climber megan is a social climber she has climbed her way to the very top well done, girl. That hasn't my opinion on that hasn't changed, and I did think she was going to get into this wedding, get a baby, and then exit. I, in my head, why? I thought, why did I think that? Just I don't. I didn't think that she wanted. I don't think she wanted to give up Hollywood. I don't think she wanted to give up her career because um, she portrayed. She says
1: in the interview that she wants to do that.
0: I didn't think she wanted to do that. So I was thinking because she portrays being this powerful woman and she stands up for women's rights and I was like, well, why are you sacrificing all that to be always second second to your husband? Because you you're literally entering into a system which puts you below your husband. It's it's the way the royals work. So I didn't believe it. And to be honest, I still don't I still think she's a social climber. But yesterday morning I sat and I was just, and I was, Pierce Morgan, I sometimes believe and sometimes don't. I sometimes agree with him, sometimes don't. And I was just thinking, thinking, well, he's his, his narrative sits exactly where I think it should be. And I was then building up in my head all day. He said, like, you know, well, apparently, you know, she's asked these questions and she's, you know, her acting isn't that good. Like we've seen, all seen her in suits and she is.
1: <laughs> oh, fuck off. She was good in suits. Shut up. Suits is excellent. And <laughs> she was great in that. Um, I'm not having this People just start picking out Random things to hate about her Do not hate on her performance in Suits She was really good um, she was Did you else. watch Suits? I watched all until those two left But,
0: spoiler alert, they leave um, <laughs> um, But what I will say I sat there last night And I was shook the fuck up Because it was There's things I believe about the interview And things I don't believe about the interview Um, But Overall my takeaway is, my opinion of her has changed so much. Mm. I have a lot more respect for her for what she went through, and I do. I genuinely just left feeling embarrassed. That I had such a negative opinion before. I was like, disgusting. I just thought she was this person who came to cause turmoil.
1: But did you have that same thought about Kate Middleton then? I don't understand, or anyone that marries into the royal family.
0: No, Kate. Middleton, the thing is, it's different because Kate Middleton was a nobody before she became a massive person
1: but how would well, how would that not be like the opposite like someone who's a nobody is finally this massive somebody so they almost like seek out to be with a royal as opposed to someone who already knows what it's like to be famous who already has their own platform who already has their own job i don't I just, that i can't i can't really like comprehend how people be like oh, okay megan is a social climber despite the fact that she already had her own level of success and fame whereas someone who didn't have anything had an opportunity to become something and did i don't get why that is different well i mean i have a few reasons as to why people might think it's different
0: well (laughs) i i think it's well it's different because to me it's different because kate Kate came from money she went to a good education her her meeting of william is very organic they went to the same university it's it's loads of people meet partners at university it's a very different story megan's is different because i don't know maybe it's the american thing she's an american coming over i don't know it just felt like Given that she's been married before, went up, dumped people to move up, it seemed to me, and again, it could be just misconstrued by media, that she left her family behind, sacrificed this to step up and step up and step up. And it just portrays this social climber. I'm not saying I'm right. In fact, I probably no. Af- I'm, you're definitely not right.
1: <laughs> after,
0: Well, you don't know I'm definitely not right. Your opinion is that I'm not right. After watching this interview yesterday, like I said, my opinion of her has totally changed. She came off so
1: well. She's smart. She can. She's well-spoken. She all right. You stop saying together. these words about a black woman. Okay. Because they're the things that people say, do not say, about the fact that a person of color is well-spoken and articulate. Okay. Because that shouldn't no, be a surprise no, that she's intelligent I or I, not.
0: It's not a surprise that she's... I'm, you could put anyone in that position, regardless of skin. I'm not making a skin thing at all. You can put anyone in there, regardless of their skin colour, and they could go on there and make a tit of themselves.
1: They it, can, it... but saying it about a person of colour is different to saying it about a person who's white. I well, I d- I don't know. I don't, I don't really agree with that
0: because I'm not saying it's rare to find a person of colour who can speak well, who's smart. There's loads of them about no but it's
1: different about the fact that that's a narrative that people put out and people then say those words there's a difference i'm not saying that you're saying that that is the case but it's really important to be mindful so people a lot of people will say like okay that whatever happened to megan has nothing to do about race right it's got nothing to do about race it's got everything to do with who she is as a person and the fact that they just don't like her but they don't know why they don't know why you don't know why you don't believe or you don't know why you believe that he's a social climber necessarily, you just think it. Or some people don't know why they're so angry at Megan coming in, but they don't know why. And they forget that actually there is a certain level of feeling that people have that they're not consciously aware of all the time. We've spoken about it, unconscious bias. That is there. So you can't articulate why you feel the certain way you do. And the whole point is that we need to then question that. We had this interview with this woman saying all these things, not saying that you did do it on purpose or people did this on purpose, but they don't know why. And then people are saying, well, why don't you think about that? Have you considered it might be a racial thing? They're like, no, it can't be because I'm not thinking about that. But that's not the whole point. The whole point is that it comes from within, and that's the same with how like British people. And I'll say off off the bat, right? Especially even before the interviews, and this is where my bias comes in. And I don't, I don't even think it's unconscious. I think it's just out and out bias, right? I have a certain number of ways that I feel about how the interview is going to go down and how she was going to be portrayed even before it happens. Now, I never followed this, so I'm quite, like, hesitant to say a whole bunch of things about how she's been portrayed over the years, how she's, um, how the media portrayed her, like, much like Dan, because I don't know anything about that. I don't follow that. It's not for me. But before I even coming to this, I was like, Sigh. I know people are going to comment about her wanting to social climb. They won't respond to the fact that she's been mistreated and treated differently by the media. And I'm more likely to support her as a woman of colour than an institution full of old white people where tradition rules all that is my bias that is me saying i'm not going to listen to these old fuddy duddies that say that she should have kept her mouth shut when she felt like she was in a particular position because a whole bunch of people are going to say that anyway and lo and behold they did the good thing is a whole bunch of other people have also said no we really need to listen to what she has to say even if she says things like she wanted to kill herself Or she wanted to commit suicide. And people say, I just don't believe that. There's no harm in believing her and protecting her, even if she is lying about it. You know, like being a social climber, then the outweigh of, okay, she's getting this absolute hate being treated the way that she's... No one deserves to be treated that way. We know that. We know from the new Britney Spears fucking thing. We know from Caroline Flack, she shouldn't have been treated the way that she should have. And then that caused her to uh, kill herself even if people don't believe her it's worth giving her and other people the benefit of the doubt because that's what we've been saying for the whole the past year people are saying that they're being treated differently and people are denying that when it's just saying listen to what i'm saying at least give me the benefit of the doubt and look in yourself and say i actually needs to think about what it is that i'm doing on a regular basis because i don't always know what it is that i'm doing
0: no i don't i don't question that she had suicidal thoughts at all given the environment she described and it's what really really made it resonate. Is I don't know if you watched The Crown, but Diana went through similar stuff in the re- latest episode of The Crown. I believe that's based on. not I don't know. It's not based on fact, but it, even though it's a fictional portrayal or whatever they want to, I know they're up in arms of what they want to describe the Crown as, but um, I can very easily believe that she was put in a place where she did not have help, even though she asked for it, which is why I think it's 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 changed the way the royal family will be viewed by millions of people. Because I think I, I seen something on Facebook yesterday. It said, you know, Megan will never see that you don't believe that she tried to kill herself or had suicidal thoughts. But the friends on your Facebook feed will, and they'll judge you differently for it because you, can't, you don't know. Mm. And you should, you should in those type of circumstances, 100% give that person the benefit of the doubt if you don't believe them. Obviously, the I mean, the examples that came up on the, the thing about how they the two different uh women at their avocados like right? and the headlines that's they spun them in different ways there's clearly clearly a racist angle to that like there's no other way to look
1: at it but then how is that not the same for believing that she's a social climate is that that's where i'm like okay so because that still feds to not just you but other people because i'm not saying you in particular in that situation i find it difficult to be able to say like to because I was talking to Jordan about it as well, and he kind of comp- compartmentalizes some of it, but not, you know, and says, "Well, some of it I believe and some of it I don't." And then in my head, I'm like, "Well, considering what we're saying, if we believe some of it, why can't we then consider that most of it, if not all of it, needs to be considered?" That that's where I'm a bit like, "We clearly know that the media has been and does regularly put spinning. things in a certain direction." Yeah. Yeah. So why is that not the case for her being a social climate? Because that's that's the same thing. Do you know what I'm saying? I think it's very possible that people do get into relationships and change based on what they think is the only option that they have because so what I think about it is one of the things that I was talking about before is that okay she should she says that she doesn't know what she was going into and then a lot of people don't believe that that's true like she there's no that. way she couldn't have known and I don't think you can know the extent It's not about and she might be saying she didn't know anything and I think you don't know the extent or the impact it's going to have on you and we don't know the conversations that she would have had with Harry. At that point, he was part of it. He was trapped, as he says. So Mm. his interpretation of it would be different then, as it would be now. So the Mm. way that he may have described it then would be different to what he would say now. Do you know what I think is really bad though? Is him using when as soon as he said, "Oh, my brother and my dad are trapped," I was a bit like, "Ugh, that's quite loaded." I think you know because if you were like, if I said that about like my family, they would get really defensive. If I said that about you, if you said that about me, that's the kind of word where you'd be a bit like trapped. You could fuck yeah. right off, kind of thing. And I was a bit like, ah, oh, that, I thought that was a bit of a poor choice of words in that, re- or intentional, because I also do love a big statement and I'll say the words as I want to say them because I want you to feel them as much as possible. And I've done that before, actually. Say yeah. that now. Um, <laughs> it, um, yeah. I was is, like,
0: that trap, the word trapped was hard hitting. And I, I just had this vision of Charles throwing like his brandy tumbler across the room saying, That fucking ungrateful little. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no. Yeah, it's so with this bit. What I do, what I don't believe is the fact that she didn't Google anything about Harry before she met him or the royal family, which she said in the in the thing she said I didn't really Google them or anything. I don't believe that for a second. Or she didn't really know about them, and I was like, well, the the royal wedding, the, the. previous one with william was huge like there's no way you did not know about anything about that um i said what i what i do believe and i can see, understand is whenever when she was saying that she was going around to meet the queen and she's meeting the queen for the first time and harry was like do you know how to curtsy and she's like i'm just meeting your grandmother and i was like do you know what that that's fair and i think that's quite a that's quite a big moment because what you're sitting thinking is what i thought was just fanfare and pretense for people and for cameras is actually something that is standard every day like I'm gonna to have to curtsy every time I come around for a cup of tea it's like well that's that to me is I can understand that not being something and and then when she said that and I, I think it was very well constructed in the interview that that was said very early up because it puts a lot of people off guard of what they think it's like going in because at the end of the day she's in this unique situation which no one else has been in and as much as Pierce Morgan likes to give off and rant about it, he has no idea what it's like to be in that position. Tell you what's wrong with him. Him and Megan used to be friends, and she would one day stop returning his calls. That's pissed, her, <laughs> that's pissed him
1: off. And yeah, isn't it? and now he's just livid. Yeah, he's like... Talk I, about I, social climber. Well,
0: I mean, we well, Pierce Morgan is a piece of scum as well. Do you know I mean? It's, mm. As much as I, no, I sometimes is. agree and sometimes don't. Yeah, and we haven't, we haven't, even, haven't even gone into the big
1: part yet i was thinking about this too actually because harry had black socks on with these brown shoes and his ankle swingers were so high and i was like what is this
0: that is exactly what, what I was is this about. Exactly <laughs> in what it i was
1: yeah. like why are these trousers so high and i should i feel like he had some nicer socks or something it just really confused me because his suit was really nice the suit was nice
0: the suit shirt combo was nice just when you've seen the leg leg and i i want to say his legs look quite small as well but um the socks and shoes
1: were just a no hurry. I was like, what is this? I couldn't uh, focus. I was like just looking at them. I was
0: like, okay. I'll tell you something else I didn't feel. I didn't feel Oprah's glasses. I wasn't there for those glasses.
1: Uh, I didn't mind that. Do you know what? I'll say this. I'll say two things. One thing I didn't care for was them going into the chicken keep. I hate anything that's like, oh look at me in my normal life. I hate <laughs> it. I can't. I hate it. I do. No. Any any situation where it's like look at me in my natural habitat, like no bitch. No. I'm not having it. <laughs> I'm not having that. All right. Just sit on the table, have a conversation and just be real. But I didn't, you know, I was a bit like, okay, mm, get away from the chickens. But um, unless they did the interview while walking around the house, that was a bit, because things come out when you're walking and in it like, like but... yeah, yeah, I, Oprah's really leading with like her questions. Like, like, but you did say this, didn't you? But you did Oprah say that, was... didn't you? And then Ooh. she's a, I thought she was brilliant. Oh, Brilliant. Okay, I'm Mm. not saying it was bad or good. All I'm saying is, is she'd be like, but that's racism, isn't it? And then, you know, um, Megan has to be like, well, if that's what you assume, then that's what you're saying. Then I'm not saying I'm disagreeing with you. Because she was trying to put, she does try to throw in some words in their mouths, Mm. you know. But then, you know, it's a point because I think, I think there's a level that Megan and Harry are still trying to, they want to suggest and hint at things. So I have a feeling. Mm. Because something that came up was... Why did, did I not say? Actually, let's talk about what you want to say first, because I think it leads into what I was about to say. The big thing is about the race, right?
0: No, it was about Harry sucks.
1: Oh, was it actually? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> could, could you imagine if I just overlooked that whole part? You'd be I like, was like oh. I have to question my friendships. <laughs> no, it was about that moment where it was revealed the conversation had between senior royals who is allegedly not the queen or prince philip about what color how dark the skin would be of the baby of archie
1: okay because i hate to speculate i'm not really one of the answer to people i don't have the information but unlike the whatsapp it's just that everyone was like it's this person it's that person who do you think it is
0: right well i think this is right allegedly i think i'm not saying this is in case They come after me. Um, (laughs) I don't want to go down some tunnel someday and then just end up not coming out the other side.
1: Um, I think it was Camilla. I said that! (laughs) Because someone was like, it's Charles. And I was like, I don't think so. I think it's that bitch Camilla But this is our problem. This is our problem. We'd just be like, oh, it's the woman on the side. We couldn't possibly say it's one of the main royals. That is unconscious bias just coming out, right? That is it. We naturally just assume it's this outsider woman who isn't involved, and not anyone in the royal family. That is a problem.
0: Well, no, I, the reason my thought process for saying Camilla, I thought that, yeah, but my thought process was because right, I would have hundred percent said it was Prince Philip until they said it wasn't Prince Philip. Like that's who I would have definitely said it was, Prince Philip. I don't think it was Kate and Will's only because to me they're too young, they're too ingrained, they're too they're too real life modern, um, and not preset on prehistoric thinking the reason why i don't think it was charles and again it could be charles like I, i'm to me the reason the, what what swayed me between because i initially thought charles and then i thought well no i say charles well do you know what now i'm more to think about it i the reason why i didn't think charles is charles is too switched too switched on he's grew up in the spotlight to know be to be very careful about what he says I don't know what,
1: people protect them
0: well, no, no, but in my head, I'm th- the way I see this happening is Harry's called into a room with somebody and they're like, blah, blah, blah. And there was a comment made about this. Like, I don't, like in my head, I, I think Charles is, because Charles grew up in the spotlight himself, he knows how to be very careful about what he says. Camilla, on the other hand, wasn't. She was brought in and blah, 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 blah. But I also think that's what caused the rift between Harry and the dad.
1: I think not saying the names obviously takes away some of the credibility, right? Because if you say the names, then you can go and ask those individuals purposely. But personally, I think it was the right thing not to. Well, for two reasons, mostly. One is, I think that if you start literally calling out name for name, then that will make any relationship possible, whether it be 10, 15 years, 20 years, whatever, almost impossible to ever re- like recover, I think, right? With family dramas. It may never after this, to be fair. But I think that that will limit the chances of doing that. The other thing I think is they're just saying, listen, we can say the names. We just chose not to. Mm. And they may as well looked at the camera and said, we're not going to say the names. yeah, <laughs> But we will if you do. And we shall if you will. Like they may as well just say that. That's what I think as well. So they're basically mm. just holding it in their back pocket to say, like, we'll see how you respond. And then, if it's not how we feel, which is I don't even who know, even knows what they want. That's the thing. It might have just been to come out, but there's always I think there is a reason beyond just wanting to get it out. It'd be it would have been bad if Megan had said, "I do want my kids to have these titles," because then that would have fed into the idea that she was social climbing. But she may well want them to have titles. She may well want to have princes, uh, a prince, a prince and a princess as her children. But I don't think they should have said the names.
0: I don't think you should say the names either. And I think on the on the subject of titles, because I I left thinking again after watching pierce morgan yesterday and not understand, not actually having watched the thing myself thinking well yeah why you know they earn a lot of money why don't they just pay for their own security i I get that then i was thinking well to be fair one of the whole issues that i have beef with but it's it's set in stone is that donald trump has his security paid for now because he was in that position and now he's no longer in that position he still gets security paid for and a salary and whatever it might be i can understand where she's coming from they're not getting security because they're not titles and they don't get titles until they become the grandkids of the monarch. So when Charles becomes king, then they get titles and then they'd get the security. Whether the, we, I say we, the, whether the palace or institution like them or don't like them, they should be protected from this and it shouldn't cost them anything. That's in my head, you know, if we still continue to have a Royal family, because that's one thing I think will be looked at (laughs) quite
1: heavily. Um, not in our lifetime. I don't believe that we'll lose the monarchy in our lifetime. There's no way. There's you don't no think way. so? I don't, I don't. I really don't. I hope you. Well, I really. I would be absolutely shocked if something would happen to the royal family.
0: I. I would be upset if something happened to the royal family, but I would not be surprised. I oh, know. I. I. I love. I love a royal family. Like I love it. But that being said, this has changed my opinion. Like if something did happen and they were to go, I would be like, well you didn't you didn't evolve and grow with the rest of the world and you did this to yourself
1: i have a strong i have a strong distaste for the idea about tradition in general i hate yeah. the idea that people think we need to do things based on that it was done but not the reason why it should be done like that doesn't sit well with me at all as a human being, so I have no care for tradition and the fact that because we've had a queen and a monarchy, that we must have a queen and a monarchy and all that sort of stuff. I'm like that literally that doesn't make any sense. Now, as celebrities and people that bring money to the country, all that sort of shit, fine. The merch looks nice, good. The events are nice, fine. But I really couldn't care less about tradition in this sense. I think I think to yeah. me what um, it's a, it's a status
0: thing as well. Um it was Stephen Fry that I think on one of his interviews said having a monarchy as much as it makes zero sense that this one family is elevated and it just stays elevated but having a monarchy like could you imagine donald trump going every week and kissing the hand of somebody with more power than him it would humble him and it would bring him down to say you're actually still serving your country and you're serving me There, there is a benefit to it with regards to but i, I get why people think this is just stupid like why is this one family elevated above the rest of us and I, I can understand... Just because
1: true. they were born into it. Now, that doesn't make any sense. No. At least in, like, fucking politics in America. Like, people are fighting for that shit. They're killing people for it, right? To become this fucking president. But these people are just born into it. And he's saying... And then people are getting upset with their privilege and his privilege because oh, you know, why shouldn't they be happy that they're in this position? He's like, I was actually born into it. Like, it wasn't a choice. And if I choose to leave, I should be able to have that choice. Because if you're born into a position of privilege and you choose to not be a part of that privilege, that should be such a negative thing. What you're saying is, I just don't think it's right that I must have all of this when I didn't ask for it."
0: it. What I find also weird is how they talk about the family versus the institution. In my head, this just has me, like, in my head, I have this vision that, I know he says Charles and William's trapped. I think like the Queen's trapped. Like I just have this vision as like the Queen wants to do something. They're like, no. You can't do that. Like It's all controlled. 100%. I'm like, this... Before, I would have cut off my left arm to be a royal family member. Now I'm just happy chit, chit, sitting, chilling on this podcast with you. I'm fine with this. This is as high as I want to go.
1: <laughs> I think it's difficult because you obviously do get a certain level of privileges and stuff, but it was very clear that you don't get control of what you want. Like, I very much believe that they don't have anything in their pockets. Do you know what I mean? Like a fucking phone. Um, uh, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You can't leave, but not to be able to leave the house when you want to is outrageous. Not being able to, you know, eat when you want to apparently or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I very, I believe that because it sounds like I can imagine in a big traditional institution where image is everything. You know, the reason why they have the relationship with the media is their image. Their image is who they are. If they don't have their image, they don't have anything, really. Fundamentally, isn't it? That is it. Their brand is their image. That is all they have as a royal family. You know, because they don't have the power because the government have the power. They technically, the queen technically has it, but they don't govern the country. They're, They're not controlling it. They don't make decisions fundamentally. So their literal power is just their media presence, which essentially is celebrity. That's it. So, you know, they have to re- curate it. They have to make sure that this image is made in a certain way so that people believe this so they can still love them. I'll be interested to see what the royal family do respond because they can be super, super defensive and do what they did when they found this was going to come out and say that Meghan was bullying her stuff and, and covering up about Prince Andrew, which is it's, it's the, like the thing that when Madeleine McCann came out, when they were like, oh, something's happening in the world, Madeleine McCann's being found. No, fuck off. That's just a tactic.
0: The thing that, The thing that annoys me is the whole who, how they've made about Megan might've bullied people. She might not have bullied people. That's here and there. You you have to believe it as well as you don't take it. Whatever you believe it in. I agree. I agree. I'm not saying she didn't exactly. We don't know. You have to just still believe it, but to make such a song and dance about this with Prince Andrew, fuck knows where he's at. And it's like, wait a minute. There is bigger things happening than Megan putting some staff out of joint. I get it. Deal with it. One of the Royal Prince's, is suspected of being a paedophile and being part of this pedoph- pedophilic ring, and you're trying to brush me over with Megan doing who how? I don't like no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this is not
1: right. I'm hooked, and it's. It, I feel. I feel stupid for like caring about it so much because it's basic, to me it's just the liberty. It really is. This is but it's, it's big. It's one a big of the deal.
0: It's...
1: If you had to speculate now, what are the palace going to do? I think they're going to kill
0: off Philip this week for sure. Um, <laughs> um, he may already you know, be dead. He probably is dead. They'll just wait to release it until the time that suits them. Um, well, that was that as well that they actually officially got married three days before the ceremony. I'm like,
1: mad. It wasn't an actual marriage; they were just vows. But they had their own private ceremony. But they weren't married at that point. They got they got married on those days, but they just exchanged vows. Apparently, oh, fair which fair. someone on, online was like in, like a, on a news article was like, oh, they didn't actually get married, despite they said it. I was like it's really not that deep. okay.
0: Uh, it's not that big. But um yeah, what, the royal F- I don't know. Like I genuinely don't know. I mean, I think the the perception of people towards royals has changed, myself included. What they need to do is fucking I don't I don't even know. Like I have I, I, I don't know. I just I think they're doomed. Like I don't think there's any coming back from this in my I think, opinion.
1: I think it's big. I think it's big. Yeah. I don't know if it's That big to throw out the entire monarchy. I think that is massive.
0: But I think what people will want is they'll want blood. People will want blood. People want to know who said what, when, and where and why. They'll want that. I want that. I want to know who said it. I want to know. We're never going to get it, which means we're never going to be satisfied. We're not satisfied. We're not going to. We're not going to be happy giving money to this people that. Well, I guess fifty percent of the population won't be happy giving money to this family. That it's now becoming clear, have so much institution, not the family, given money to the institution that has just so much control over stuff.
1: Um and don't care enough about the people they're controlling. I'm not surprised. I I don't know I don't know. I'm shook by the fact that this is happening, but I'm so unsurprised by the idea that an old, traditional, white, rich set of people mistreat people and make them behave a certain way like it is not it is the most overtold story in the fucking history of the world but like it's it not su- so unsurprising to me it's not the family though is it it's the institution like i'm not saying the family the institution tell me if any of them okay this is me fucking speculating mm-hmm. if any of the people that are in this institution that with control are not white
0: 100
1: 100
0: yeah
1: and haven't been there for many many years and haven't said that they need to portray a certain look
0: well, I would say that that's the thing is that the institution, I say, changes quite regularly. I do. I don't like you say the family have been around for a long time. Yeah, the queen has been around for a long time. I don't think she's there causing this issue. I think it is very much the power is actually held by the people who run this family. Um, and but that's their, how tradition
1: should... works. But that's how tradition works. Like, <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever I was in a workplace for such a long time and people would come and go. But the behaviors were the same. Because yeah. people would ask, why is it we do this? And why is it we do that? And you say, I don't know. We just do it just because. It's like, that's time, just the way time. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah on, and it is. And people, and people don't know why. On board and,
0: yeah, when you're on your onboarding, oh, no, yeah. we don't do that. We don't talk to them about that. They can't talk to us about this. They can't do this. They can't do that. They can't do this. They can only do this when we tell them they can do that.
1: Like, mm. 100%. The re- I, don't know, I, get I get really sensitive. I get really sensitive by two things, one of which is the race thing for sure. But one, being told that you're lying. Because the exact same things happened to me while I was at work. Like, I was actually... I reported something, said that this had happened because I was asked to do something that I wasn't supposed to, told, and I got in trouble for that reason, right? And I think that that is a story that's constantly told by people who have control and have power, who mischaracterize people and want to lord it over them. And I think that, that it's, it's not surprising at all. I'm not shook about that. It's it's very, very apparent that this was definitely happening for the longest time in the world. Yeah, I'd like to think or believe It'll never happen, but I'm going to say it anyway. That by the end of this week, there will be a formal, I don't want to say apology, but acknowledgement that things need to change, right? It'll be the most basic thing they can do. They won't apologize. Then there will be some sort of article or something that says that Harry was in contact with William and that they had talk things out but they won't be in person because they can't and whatever but you'll never see them together for like a year you'll never see them together there'll be something that says okay they've had a conversation they've sorted it out you know they're working towards their relationship
0: mm.
1: i think that's the most that can happen and i think that that's what will happen they'll never apologize for what has happened they'll most certainly won't admit but they will say that we do need to address certain things and i
0: think they'll get the security paid for i think so um i think so which hurts me because I had I had these visions of me walking down a beach in Santa Barbara and bumping into them and being like, Hey, let's go for mimosas. And Megan would be like, Okay, uh. girl
1: <laughs> I'm like, Come on, RT. He's a social climber now, bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I put my hands have been "All right, hundred percent. Something we some friends of you.
1: I know, it's actually true. Mm. I am the peak pinnacle. But if, All right.
0: if there's any like two or three people in the world, my mum included, who have not watched that thing, you have to go watch it. It is insane.
1: This week we have a guest on, another guest on as well. Um, we have our friend Alexis Court mm-hmm. with us today. Uh, he is a skin influencer—a term that we just found out. As some of you may know, probably don't—that skin is very important to me and to us. Um, and I really wanted to get him on just to give us some hints and tips and tell us a bit about his practices and what he likes to do and why it's important to have that self-care and that love for yourself, you know mm. we're saying we want to be kind to Megan we want to be kind to people you also need to be kind to yourself and it's really, really important to do so so we've got Alexis Court coming on
0: it's like, Rufus, like Mother Ruth says if you can't love yourself how the hell are you going to love somebody else?
1: can I get an amen? can
0: I get a gay man?
1: I don't like that term where people do that but yeah so yeah, here's Alexis Court. Woo! Welcome back, everyone, and with us we have Alexis Court. Hello, Alexis. Hello. Boo. Hi there. I, What's I think that it's the boom? first time.
2: Was like, <laughs> Are you, you booing me? Oh, no. <laughs> get out! <No. laughs> get out!
0: <laughs> um, this is the first time I think I've, I've ever heard somebody else say your surname. How do you pronounce it?
2: So it's just pronounced court as in how it's spelled, but it's obviously an unusual surname. We basically just think that my great-grandparent was illiterate and didn't really know how to spell court because most people (laughs) spell our name C-O-U-R-T. Coming from like farmer stock, they probably just didn't know how to spell their name. So we think our surname is basically a spelling mistake.
1: (laughs) <clears throat> well, we tend to ask, I guess, just to give a little intro- introduction to the So why don't you let us know a little bit about Alexis Hamilton Court?
2: Um, I guess in what context? Because I kind of, like, I guess like most people, wear a few different hats. Um, if you're going by... Oh, I need a gip to what I said. If it, like, So it's, you're allowed to vomit at this bit. If going by public persona what <laughs> um it would be kind of like cringe insta gay and also oh i don't know it's, it always gives me like total you know when your like butthole just like tightens up at something really cringe that's what happens to me anytime anybody asks me to introduce yourself and describe what you do because i like it's just the most uncomfortable feeling in the world <laughs> isn't it <laughs> um <laughs>
0: okay. anytime anytime matt talks about his skin i'm like oh god here we go again, butt clench
2: So I can talk about skin for ages. So yeah, I do skinfluencing. Yeah. Oh. Skinfluencing. Yes. Skinfluencing. Yes. Um, Not as it sounds, an actual skin condition. um, That is influencing around skincare, Um, but I also do a lot of um, chatting nonsense about um, equality, politics, mental health, anything that's a bit, a bit queer, a bit left. It's kind of in my
1: wheelhouse yeah i didn't realize that you did so many different things because i was like I, originally when we asked you to come on the podcast and we're talking about what we want to talk about i was like looking through the charities that you have there's there's quite a general theme actually it seems to be unless i'm mistaken really around taking care of anyone so the age spectrum is huge but a lot around making sure that people feel comfortable and happy and, and well so it's a very heavily influenced mental well-being aspect as well as i guess the disabilities as over. Yeah,
2: huge, hugely, hugely. I guess it's. Um, I mean, not to turn this into my own personal therapy session, but I love a personal therapy session. Um, oh, I do. think the the remit for things that I like getting involved in is does this because for so long I kind of like felt so isolated and alone and kind of like troubled. <laughs> um, it's kind of like, oh, does this match any of those any of those things? So. Mm. Yeah, that's why I work with mental health or isolation or inclusion, stuff like that. Because, yeah, I I know what that's like. Not to some of the extreme degrees, but you've got to, like, Mm. do what you can to improve things for other people.
0: Um, You mentioned there you're a skinfluencer. Yeah. Skinfluencer.
2: It's... Oh, so I hate the term influencer. I really do because it gets such a bad rap. Deservedly so. Deservedly so. Because some people, like, really abuse it. Essentially, end of the day... Got a big Instagram following and because people were always asking, what do you use on your skin? I just started sharing what I use on my skin. And then it kind of just went from there and it started making me money. And I'm a student, (laughs) so I keep going with it while I'm at uni to help pay the bills. 15 years ago, I was that like, teenager with terrible acne and this is this is quite a journey this is quite a journey and like and do you also want to say that, because when a lot of the time when people are like, oh, my, when particularly influencers love to be hashtag relatable by saying, oh, my God, guys, I have such bad skin. And then, like, actually being flawless, of like, no, I, no, I, I actually still have a prescription for limacycline from my GP because I still get mm-hmm. acne breakouts. I like I've got acne scarring. And so I learned that way how to manage my skin.
0: I had awful skin as a teenager. I still had awful skin now when I was up to my 30s. Nah, I know you yeah. say it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you to, it's a real thing. I'll, I'll get in there first. I'll get in there first.
1: <laughs> Tell us about your skin journey, Ashley.
0: It's been awful. And it's only, I, it's only whenever I went to, I, I never pronounce it, but is it Kiehl's? Kiehl's? Mm-hmm. Kiel's? Yeah. Kiel's. Kiehl's. Kiehl's. Went to Kiehl's, did a little block test. Um, and then she gave me like six products to take away. And then I, needed a kidney to pay for it and then my and the thing is the test was i put it on for like two days i went up to visit matt matt goes what have you done to your skin looks so good and i was like Ah. finally hip puberty." there we go
2: yeah and matt matt knows skin as well like i will always say this like and this isn't blowing smoke matt has the best pores of anybody i know
1: Oh, I've never had that one before.
2: <laughs> well, there <laughs> we go. <laughs> oh,
1: shit. It's <Best laughs> pause.
2: Pores, yeah.
1: Mm. I think it's really... Because I love talking about skincare. And I know... I I do want us to go on about, like, why we do it and, you know, in particular, what, why it's important. But I think... I think for my skin, can you say, like, luck is involved? Is that fair to mm. say? Like,
2: Yeah, genetics is huge. Yeah, genetics are wild.
1: Because I do moisturise and I do take care of my skin. And... For me, like skincare is really important for my confidence because people have always complimented me. Actually, that is an absolute lie. That is a lie. I thought I had terrible skin up until the age of 19. My skin looked like this, but I thought it was really bad. Um, because I never had spots growing up like that never happened. I used to get them on my chest, but never on my face. And but for some reason, I thought I had horrible skin because I thought I was really ugly until I was 18. And then I turned 18 and everyone was like, oh, your skin, this, your skin, that, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nothing's really changed. I've always just moisturized this, that. But I guess it's just working out that this yellow, I've got a yellow tint undertone. um, And it seems to make my skin look like glows from the inside out. (laughs) yeah,
2: I mean, let's also be honest. You do use a face mask because I can think of several times when I have commented to you like, your skin looks really good. And you're like, oh, yeah, I did a face mask last night
1: yeah yeah absolutely like i do that i used to do i don't do it this mu- that much anymore so i have dry prone skin and i think oh, yeah. you both, like you said before alexis that you've got quite oily skin naturally Is it? i've
2: got oily skin naturally yeah which mm. is great because absolutely- it means that i age slower but also means is yeah it- yeah yeah people with oily skin we age less um we
1: age slower yeah i guess so it's like a natural moisturizer lubricant kind yeah, of exactly. thing. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> exactly but actually, because you thought yours was greasy, but they said it kills, that it was like a combination skin, so like dry underneath, but like oily on the top or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I always thought mine was greasy because it always had this like really odd glow to it. Um, like the sheen was, you could, you know, it looked like the shard in daylight catch catching the sun. Um, but I went and they did this and they said, oh, it's it's because it's my skin is too dry. Um, so because my skin's too dry, they it needs moisture in it and it will stop producing oils when it's not as thirsty. Um, but they, they said that you don't also, you can't hydrate your skin for, through drinking water. You have to it literally through skin application. Oh, <laughs> That so? bitch lied to me to sell me product. And I was like, yes, I'll take the hydration pump.
2: <laughs> I mean, you, you can, yes. Moisturizers work brilliantly and yes they are great at putting um moisture back into your skin but if you are not drinking enough water if you are dehydrated it shows in your skin in Mm. the size of your pores in the color of your skin the elasticity of your skin the plumpness of your skin the firmness of your skin so it's Mm. it's a really really basic thing but if you're not drinking enough water your skin's gonna show it so she was just lying to you to sell more products, and that happens a lot.
0: <laughs> I fell, I fell for it.
1: It's fine. Well, your skin we all, did look we, excellent, though. To be fair,
0: um, I think what Matt pointed out earlier on as well is that a lot of confidence comes from the way you the way you look at yourself and how you think others perceive you, and um, that was a lot of my struggles growing up. With My confidence as a teenager was horrible, spotty skin. Um, I had so like such low self esteem. So, do you find if you're being a skinfluencer skin and also an advocate for mental health, is there a lot of crossover in your experience between the two? Maybe not specifically skin, but with regards to appearance or f- physical well-being.
2: I mean, I really think that there is, because I think we can really easily dismiss skincare as being, ugh, this really like flippant, unimportant thing. And... Is it the most important thing? No. Are we solving conflict in the Middle East? No. But actually, skincare is self-care and it can have a really, really transformative effect on how you feel about yourself. We put our bodies through a lot. Like we, we push them in the gym. We like go for long runs. We play rugby, you get hurt. You, you go on diets. You also have to be really nice and kind to your body as well. And it is, it's is—it's scientifically proven that actually self-touch, and yeah, you can have a little bit of a giggle about that, um, that self-touch is really important and positive for your mental health and that it's really soothing. So if you are taking half an hour at the end of your day to really calmly, slowly, wash your face switch off from the day put on a serum do an ex- well do an exfoliation not in that order um <laughs> mask like put on a put on a night cream all of those things are a really almost meditative practice mm. and then also when we're talking about like getting prepared for things we literally use the phrase put your best face forward mm. so give it your best face because it's also a way of preparing yourself and this is this is not groundbreaking. Shocker. Gay men grew up with poor self-image because we grew up with a society that told us innumerable terrible things about ourselves. And so that mm. that shame, that toxicity, seeps into all of us. And that starts to affect how we feel about ourselves. Even if it's not conscious that we're saying, oh, you know what, I was fed really... Um, dangerous homophobic rhetoric from society as a child that's why I feel so bad about myself that is a huge reason why so many of us continue into our adult lives to feel bad about ourselves because um, lots of psychologists know that actually our uh, our coping methods and the internal messages that we send ourselves are formed from when we were young and now if you're listening to psychologists and psychotherapists like Klein they would say that that's a before the age of 5 if you are listening to existential or humanistic psychotherapists they are saying that teenage years are incredibly formative for how we view ourselves as adults going forward now what happened when we were teenagers we had section 28 telling us that we were wrong that we did not that we should not be exi- exist in this way we had all of these messages in the media about oh should gay people be allowed to be married no it would like it would ruin the sanctity of marriage oh no they couldn't even be parents all of that on top of just the vitriolic bullying which so many queer people experienced in schools and still experience today all of that affects your psyche mm-hmm. and controls what your inner voice is and so personally and, and I subscribe to this. It's not my theory. It is, <laughs> it is a theory by psychotherapists who have, and psychologists who have gone long before me and done lots more research into this. But I fully agree with it. If you look around in so many industries where, which are about presentation, so art, fashion, makeup, film, theatre, music, dance, anything with this aesthetic... You'll find gay men leading there and and a huge part of that is because we were made to feel so invalidated that actually we learnt performance and making things fine on the outside as a way of balancing how we feel on the inside and so to be really tangible in my like mid to late twenties, I still had that really really um toxic in a monologue about who I was and who I was at a core level at my like core being as being this horrible really toxic person that it led me to exhaust myself burn myself out like think about how many like gay men do you know that really overcommit and try to do 110 percent at work try to do the most in their social life, try to have the best body, try to go on the best holiday. They can't just have dinner for friends. They have to do like a full spread. We can't just bake a cake from a packet. We've got to be those gays who make like some amazing Bake Off-esque creation. Because so many Mm. of us have this inner feeling of we're not worthy. And actually skincare is a way that i remind myself that i am worthy
1: yeah i absolutely agree i mean mm. i don't know if you read the velvet rage but that comes up a lot about um the way that gay people compensate because of that inner feeling of sort of um self-hate or way that society at that time has made it feel and i hope that changes for gay people now but i feel like that is the same battle for a lot of other demographics beyond you know just gay men as well if you know you know anywhere on the gender sort of queer spectrum mm what is like what is,
0: what is like the good routine to use like is it a case because it is always always a cleanse tone moisturizer or a tone cleanse moisturizer i just think in my head as long as they're all going on my skin it doesn't matter
2: that is absolutely why oh god i shouldn't have said it but now we're going to keep on saying it. this is exactly why skin fluencing is a thing because also if you think about and this is going at a really typical broad level women growing up learn how to manage their skin and hair from friends, from the teen magazines that they read, from their older Mm. sisters, in the school environment, from their mum. Who taught you how to look after your body? Did anyone? I didn't even get like, and the closest a lot of men come is their dad teaching them how to shave. Now. I was a teenage cutter, so my parents didn't even want to give me that oh, lesson on how to use a razor. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I've I had a I had an electric razor, so I didn't even get that lesson. Mm. But we don't we don't get these lessons growing up, and so actually, there are loads of men going like, "Well, what do I do?" And marketing has rushed in to fill that gap by making mm-hmm. men feel a safe i'm like oh well i don't know but it's got man on it but also mm. making playing into fragile and toxic masculinity by saying don't worry this isn't this isn't gonna make you gay if you put this thing on your face because it's black and it
1: smells like a concept i find i find makeup quite interesting though because with skincare i think there's like an element you're actually I hopefully like protecting your skin and you're healing it makeup is quite different because it is a cover-up and I do believe that people should present what they want to in general and what makes them happy is important. But I do have my questions as to how makeup might affect you, how you see yourself visually, because it isn't necessarily an accurate representation of who you are. What do you think about use of makeup in general?
2: I kind of adopt the, the policy of good for them, no good for me. Personally, I do not like the physical feeling of wearing makeup. I mm. don't like it. But there are people out there who are amazing artists with it and do wonderful creations. And if that's how they want to express themselves, brilliant power to them. There are also people who have, like we did, acne and use these products as ways of covering that up. If they want to, absolutely great. And I would be lying if I said that I've never done that. Like, clearly... I have, like if people want to express themselves through makeup, fantastic. If people just enjoy it, fantastic. Ashley, sorry, you asked about what's a good standard routine and I went off on a rant about how we didn't get this education um, that that would tell us it. And essentially, if you are washing your face and moisturising, you're sorted. If you would like to do more from there, by all means do. But you don't have to, and it's all about what is right for your skin and how you how much time you want to put into it, how much disposable income you want to put towards it if you enjoy it like or what results you want to achieve using a good cleanser and when I say good cleanser, what I mean is anything that doesn't strip your skin a lot of marketing um, can make us feel like
1: that you know that like squeaky
2: clean feeling on your skin do
1: you know what I mean mm. I think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost drying though as mm-hmm. well, I find.
2: Exactly, exactly. It's, but it's you can over-clean your skin and you can strip away loads of the natural oils, which your skin genuinely needs. So yeah, so find a cleanser which isn't stripping your skin and work out one that works towards your skin type. So what will help is avoid anything with artificial colours in it. So these brands that have like bright orange... Or like bright blue, um, like no, don't don't put that on your skin because that's just gonna dry your skin out. Mm-hmm. Like something which smells really heavily, fine if that's how you want your face to smell, by all means you do you. But that artificial scent is an alcohol which is stripping your skin which is gonna overstimulate oil production and make your skin more irritated and more likely to be red or breakout prone. If you are exfoliating, and personally I think exfoliation is great, no more than once every three days. Some people think you like, cause again, you're then damaging your skin and you're overstimulating and you're making the prob- problems worse. Some people mm-hmm. again will think, oh, do a hot like shower, No, you shouldn't be putting really hot water on your face because it would just shock it again. Just go for a nice, like, cool, tepid, like, like, temperature around that. Don't go to any extremes with it. That's what I would say. Moisturizer-wise, work out what is right for your skin. So if you have dry skin, you will need a heavier moisturizer. So you'll be wanting to look for either straight moisturizers or moisturizing creams. If you've got oily skin, you're wanting to be looking for something like a moisturizing lotion because it's lighter, it's thinner because you don't need as, as much humectant.
1: Because I think price seems to be something that could scare people off. Actually, you were saying yeah. that when you went, you did spend quite a lot. Um, and I've checked some mm-hmm. of the items that you had, Alexis, and some of them are expensive, like, you know, the ones that you might use and stuff. How, how do you think you balance the idea about price and what is good for you as a person?
2: It's not always about getting the most expensive thing. Because the most expensive thing doesn't necessarily mean it's the best thing. It just means that they've spent a lot of money on marketing and advertising and it probably comes in a really cool packaging. Or they've paid for a celebrity to be in the advert. So for example, if we look at a brand like The Ordinary, The Ordinary is Uh. really, really cheap. But it's super effective because it's just the ingredients, no marketing or no advertising. And so actually break it back to an ingredient level. And again, if we look at some of the more expensive products, they're really expensive because they've got loads of perfumes in them. You don't want that on your skin anyway because it's not good for your skin. Mm. So I will not put any old shite like Clarins or Clinique on my skin. And anybody who says that any, if you ever see an influencer, be like, hi guys, I love this Clarins or this Clinique product. They're fucking lying to you and they don't know what they're on about. Because those products are so full of additives. They are so full of chemicals. They are so full of alcohol. They're terrible for your skin. Like, don't do it.
0: (laughs) I I think a a turning point for me in Clinique is, I remember walking into, I think it was Selfridges or John Lewis or something, and the woman was cleaning the counter with one of the Clinique products she had. Wow. Shut (laughs) up. (laughs) I swear, she had a little boop on a cotton wool pad, and off she was like rubbing down the counter. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Can I get a refund? I didn't buy any. I didn't buy any. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, no. No,
2: The Ordinary is great. One of the more expensive products I use, brands that I use, is Origins. Um, and it's not even prohibitively expensive. It's £30 for a face wash. Um, which lasts a long time because it's a good quality product and you don't actually need a huge amount of it. So that's not up there with these like 50, 60 pound cleansers. Mm. Yes, it's not down there with like the four quid, like nice and, is it clean and clear? That's it, isn't it? It's not Mm -hmm. down there with that, but you'll get results.
0: I think the same with the um, kale stuff I got. It it was expensive, but it lasted me a long time. Mm. Like four or five months I think it lasted me. Loads of
2: loads of people in the beauty industry love to rag on it. And everyone's seen it. The St. Ives Apricot Face Scrub, which is like three or four pounds in Sainsbury's. So I got a couple in my cupboard at any given time. And that myth as well about, oh, you need to change skincare products every three to four months because your skin gets used to it and stops reacting. It's a load of shite, load of nonsense. I've never heard that. Just, oh, well. uh, it was like a bit of a
0: myth. I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard things like you can't use the change shampoos, change deodorants just myth, every myth. so often. You know. So
2: I gave up deodorants.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't use deodorant anymore. What do you use um, for perspiration? I don't. I don't. Um, because I was I was really skeptical about this, but for years I heard like some of my more like hairy hippie friends being like. You no, know, you give up deodorant after like after six weeks your body starts regulating yourself and you stop smelling. Oh my god, it's actually true. That was the first thing I did in lockdown. I was like, you know what, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so March twenty twenty, I gave up deodorant um to see if it genuinely worked. A year on, barely used it. And you don't smell. And occasionally when you do in the morning, you're like, oh, I just smell like a human. You don't smell like some like B.O. troll, like I always was fearful I would. Not, <laughs> I don't know uh, if I could try lo- this one. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. Matt, do it. You've got or how many weeks until lockdown is over now? Give it a,
1: give it a test. I think give up I've got a natural pong. I'll put this. One of my biggest fears in the world is the smell, right? And it has been since Same. I was a kid. Like, it, like obsessively mm-hmm. so. And my right armpit, just my right armpit has a different aroma than the rest of my Mm -hmm. body. So I'm consciously aware that I'm like, I cannot let anybody know about my right armpit. I don't know what it is about it, but I would be like absolutely fearful for those six weeks. (laughs) I
2: get it. I absolutely get it because the first, and I've discussed this with in therapy, the first time when I ever became aware of social exclusion was in junior school when I was about five. And nobody would sit next to this boy in the class because of how he smelled. And I became so fearful of, oh, my God, if I smell, no one will want to sit next to me. Mm. And that and so that, like, always has stayed with me. And I think, like, loads of society plays on that fear. Like, oh, you're a dirty, smelly person. Oh, and yeah. also... Bravo. Thank you, thank you. It's incredibly inspirational, I know. (laughs) (laughs) My story.
0: I'll wait to the next pandemic. I'll wait to the next pandemic to try it.
1: You're not going to try it, Ashley? Shall we try it together? Absolutely not. Do it together. (laughs) Do it together and
0: report back. Uh, No. Uh, No, no, boy. I also just love the smell of deodorant. Like, I love that smell. Yeah.
2: So now, um, if I'm like... (laughs) I'd say, like, if I'm going to an event, like, I have some sort of social life in lockdown. That's not what I mean, but, like on um, like on particular on the couple of hot days that we have had I've worn a natural deodorant in the past again I've thought no way that's as good as like wafting a sage stick under your armpit to like dispel negative scent it's not going to work <laughs> my stepmom's a my stepmom's a breast surgeon she does non-elective oncology so she's a specialist breast cancer surgeon and she's told me that part of the spike in men experiencing breast cancer not just because of the hormones, etc., cetera, of what we eat and consume, is in part because of how regularly we are using antiperspirants and these chemicals which are going straight into our armpits, which then can affect our breast tissue. I think
1: just to wrap it up, in terms of products um, that you think, if you had a number one go-to, you think, okay, this will work for someone and... I'll say product or thing that you think people should do and drinking water is not allowed because you said that one already. Okay. What would be like the passing message that you'd say, okay, this is the thing that you should do or use and you really think it will help an individual. Just one. It doesn't have to just be one then. If you think there's a a lasting thing that you think this is really important (laughs) to understand. Eat
2: avocado and vitamin C because those will start to improve the appearance of your skin from within. Avoid anything harsh. Or extreme, so harsh chemicals or extremes in temperature. Wash your bedding and your sheets and your towels and wash your hands before you wash your face because otherwise you're just putting the dirt from your hands onto your face. And every night when you go to bed, all of the, the oil and the dirt from your bed is just going to go back onto your face. And I just, I need product. To interrupt just that one. I'm oh, so yeah.
1: Sorry. You say wash your towels and your bedding. Do you think that, are there people that, and this is to Ashley as well, do people not wash? Their towels or bedding?
2: Uh, Excuse me, we know bloody full well there are. You've been home with people and been like, I'm not sure how fresh these sheets are.
1: Oh my god, no, I just assumed that they should be like, oh wow. But then how often are you saying you should do them? Once
0: once a week. week. Once a week, yeah. So many people don't. I thought you were saying that like you have to change your sheets Every day. before you wash your face. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> otherwise well, And then I just seen, right, surely not. Surely you don't no. have like 6,000 oh. pillowcases in your oh, closet. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. It's right. a okay. new Thank day.
2: No. <laughs> wash your sheets and towels on a hot wash once a week. Okay, product-wise, um, uh, okay, I'm just going to go with my favorite cleanser, which is um, the Origins... Um, magic mushroom like cleanser and it's it's a really really great good relatively affordable natural cleanser it's from the Dr. Andrew Weil for Origins collection it's the mega mushroom um, relief cleanser I think it's called and it's just fantastic it's soothing it's hydrating it's cleansing without being stripping it's natural it's has a slight scent to it, but that's a total natural smell, without being overpowering. And I've recommended it to a whole bunch of people, and everyone has come back and said, oh, you know what, this is a really good cleanser. Mm. So I'd say that. Um, And then in terms of do, remember that nobody else pays as much attention to your skin as you do. And so if you do get a breakout, or you do have some redness, or you do have some dryness, you are putting it under a microscope in a way that nobody else does. Your friends, the person you're trying to, like, seduce, will be paying more attention to your smile, to how funny you are, rather than be like, oh, you know what, they've got a blackhead there. And if they do pay more attention to the fact you've got a blackhead there, it's probably not someone that you want to get into bed with.
1: So red light that.
2: So while... Mm. While it is important, do it for you rather than doing it for other people
1: I think, and I'll just awesome. tag on to that because that's exactly how I feel, like everything I want to do for my skin and my appearance, and that is always for me. I want to know that I can look in the mirror and say, "You know, I'm really happy with the fact that I've taken care of myself um yeah, and mm-hmm. feel positive about that. I think that's so important. That's a really great message to leave on
2: yeah, yeah. and it comes back to body kindness and being kind to yourself, we like we are so encouraged to be really hard on ourselves, to really push ourselves, to exhaust ourselves. This is a way that you can literally, physically manifest some kindness to yourself. And that's really, really important because when we're kind to ourselves, physically, we can start to be kinder to ourselves mentally. And hands up, I know that I struggle with that. Loads of people struggle with that, and this is just, a way of building in just some time in your day to be nice to yourself.
1: Ashley, what are you gonna do to take care of your wonderful, beautiful skin? And I say it's wonderful and beautiful. I'm gonna drink more water. You I can't remember, do you drink quite a lot of water? I do drink quite a lot
0: of water anyway, but mm. I, I do feel like I've lapsed since um I'm so used to just being at work, putting water under the water fountain and going back, drinking and using it as a reason to get away from my desk. Yeah. So when I'm at home I don't I don't I, I definitely don't drink as much water at home.
1: I'm going to try this cleanser. I've never used a cleanser before. And I think that I would like to, I'm slowly, I think there's a fear about products, right? That potentially you can be, become quite product heavy, if that makes sense and mm-hmm. rely maybe mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to slowly build that up and, and find what works for me because I've only ever used moisturizer. I used a serum mm-hmm. recently from the ordinary, which I've got on about, I think a lot, I should know a hyaluronic acid. Um, that, oh, yeah. That's me for life. Their hyaluronic acid is, I've, I'll be using that for the rest uh, for as long as yeah. i possibly can like it is the go-to and it's only eight pounds for the serum and it lasts about a month yeah. and a half or something weird which yeah. is mad it's so good um exactly. and I, I love it i love it and i think um trying something i don't know if 30 pounds a go depends on how it lasts i i'm an overuser of products i'm quite heavy-handed okay. right okay <laughs> so i think i just need to manage that but i'd like to try the cleanser that's going to be my one's going to be a product-based one
0: Well, Alexis thank you very much for your time and coming and sharing your insights I've been an absolute skinfluencer on Honest to Pod with us today (laughs) Um, yeah I mean that's it thanks everyone bye everyone goodbye (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'll stop it now Ashley (laughs)
0: Wow. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. It was, I'm exhausted. It was, I'm, I'm exhausted. Ex- I'm, ex- I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. You're going to get your new lotion. I'm going to drink more water. We're all going to hit the Royals. What's exciting is we can now meet for coffee
1: in the park. We keep going on and I can do this. What cracked me up yesterday on the news was like, oh my God, like they showed pictures of people meeting in the park for a coffee and I was like, uh I've literally seen people playing football. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is they're like, oh my god, I can't believe we have to do this. And I was like, listen, are we gonna play this game? Yeah, no. no. Are we really gonna play this game? <laughs> Alright. Um, have a lovely week, Ashley. Thank you everyone for listening. And we'll keep up with the drama that unfolds with mm. the royal family. Bye everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>
0: i uh-huh.